0: I haven't identified a face yet, a specific face, but I know that face needs to have these characteristics. They need to be able to acknowledge communities of color and not just acknowledge in lip service, acknowledge by actually listening and then implementing policy and implementing some of the ideas and the things that people elevate to them.
1: Following a series of statewide losses in last month's midterm, where do North Carolina Democrats go from here? This is the Politics Podcast from WUNC. I'm Jeff Tabiri. Welcome. With history on the other side and national headwinds positioned right in their faces, North Carolina Democrats struggled last month. Indeed, their candidates won the state's only toss up congressional contest and fought off a supermajority in the state House, but barely. Democrats lost every statewide race. The judiciary is now firmly in conservative hands and attention is turning toward the next chapter. The state Democratic Party's executive director recently stepped down, and the governor, term limited, will depart in two years. So, to talk strategy, policy, and who might be the next face of the state party, a collection of insights from current and soon-to-be former lawmakers, strategists, and grassroots
2: organizers. Jeff Jackson, state senator, District 37. And your title
0: come January 3rd?
2: will be uh, representative for District 14, the new congressional district.
0: So my name is Amy Steele. I am the CEO of the New North Carolina Project and the New North Carolina Project Foundation. I'm
3: Thomas Mills. I'm the editor and publisher of Politics NC and an erstwhile
4: political consultant. Sure, definitely. So my name is Gerard Falls and I live in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I'm the chair of Cape Fear Indivisible, which is a local indivisible group that was started here in February of 2017.
5: My name is Paula Wolf. Uh, I've been a lobbyist at the General Assembly for 20 years. And for 20 some years, I have been running campaigns.
2: Brian Turner, lame duck state representative for Buncombe County District 116.
6: Yeah, um, so my name's Darlene Azarmi, and uh, I use she or they pronouns. And I am um, an organizer and an advocate.
7: Kirk Devier, state senator for District 19, which represents Cumberland County. Coming out of the midterms,
1: in which North Carolina Democrats lost all the statewide elections, I'm curious what you think North Carolina Democrats need to do or not do moving forward in the months and two years ahead so that they can have perhaps different outcomes in 2024?
5: First of all, the uh, we need to communicate better with uh, all of our base. We need to reach out, talk to, work with, and cross-train vo- with voters who are young, old, men, women, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, East Asian, Indian, party regulars, and unaffiliated. We need to have simple, coherent messages every single day. So I
2: think there are some sort of some some voter turnout issues. So Mecklenburg County, which is a blue county and a Democratic stronghold, if you will, uh, regularly performs below the average turnout across the state. Uh, you know, number one, Buncombe County course great bunkum, uh, and then you've got Wake, and then you keep on going down. And it's, until we can get Mecklenburg turnout above 50%, it's gonna be real tough um, to, to win.
6: You know, there there's just not an investment and in a belief. And I've seen it happen over and over again with, you know, with party politics where there really is um treating rural places as if they're just not really worth the time and energy. Um, And I think it's really interesting looking at Mecklenburg County, having only had half of, you know, less than 50% turnout in this election. And so I think it just really speaks to um, who's making your decisions at the state level. How's that trickling down to the county level? And how can we find, especially like facing the urban rural divide, right, is like the biggest issue facing our state. How are we going to fix this problem? So that would be, those would be my three things would be get out of the box, contact folks who need to be contacted, regardless of what your, you know, propensity score or whatever the algorithms are telling you. Um, the second would be to stop gatekeeping and keeping not just viable, but excellent candidates um, out of the political game by, by you know, playing power politics with the endorsement. Um, and then um, again, the final thing is just being more intentional and fluid, you know, in the connection between state and local, between urban and rural, and frankly believing and investing in rural North Carolina.
4: And then, sort of speaking from you know, I'm going to have a Cumberland County centric viewpoint. Countywide, we're a very strong Democratic county. All of our judges, basically, if you want to be a judge in Cumberland County, you need to register as a Democrat. Um, you know, majorities on our um, county commission, school board, city council. Um, but where we fall short is helping the statewide effort because our voter turnout is actually the fourth lowest in the state. Um, so you have Hope County, Robeson County, and Onslow County are the only uh, three counties that have lower voter turnout than, than we do. So ours is somewhere around 40%. So as far as doing our part towards that effort of uh, electing Democrats statewide, whether it's governor or Senate um, or the presidential election, um, we are not... You know kind of living up to that
2: well one recommendation is that democrats in north carolina who really care about outcomes need to focus more on state legislative races i know your question was about statewide wide races um, but my first thought goes to the fact that we lost five seats or five races by fewer than a thousand votes in the general assembly and that's going to have major downstream policy consequences and so what i would tell people who who really care about U.S. Senate races and congressional races in North Carolina is, I hear you and I love you, but please, the first focus should be on, okay, who's my state House member? Who's my state senator? Are they in a competitive seat? I'm going to do what I can for them first. We really should be thinking state legislative races as top priority in North
7: Carolina.
3: Well... They've got to engage African-American voters and they've got to engage younger voters a little bit better. Uh, They win both those groups by large margins and they didn't turn out very well in 2022. They're going to come out better in a presidential election. You're going to have the gubernatorial election on top of it. You're going to have all your council of state races. They're going to have a better turnout in, in 2024 but they've still got to figure out why they keep hemorrhaging voters from their base. You know, there, there were some good signs in that 2022 election. Suppose according to exit polls, moderate voters broke disproportionately for Democrats. The the problem is, is that the Republican base showed up at a much higher level than democratic base did. So, you know, I think they had the right message and that they won the persuadable voters, but they did not get uh, younger voters and African American voters to turn out at levels that they needed.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, the first thing I'd like to see Democrats do in general is really analyze what. They did or did not do that they said they were going to do in the 22 cycle. Um, the first step to solving a problem is acknowledging that one exists and one exists in infrastructure here in our state specifically. Um, when it comes to how we all work together from the Democratic Party and grassroots organizations, we absolutely must figure this out while we have the opportunity to do so after such a, a, a telling election such as 2020 and 2022. Um, so the first thing I want them to do is just acknowledge that things just did not go the way they anticipated it going um, from a party perspective and from an infrastructure and building perspective with grassroots groups.
1: Okay. You, you didn't go too nuanced, but now I want you to go second level. What are some of those infrastructure steps? What, like, okay, problem. It's not doing what you thought it was going to do. Now what?
0: Yeah. So the first thing is acknowledging that there are groups that know what they're doing and they know how to do it within our base community and then a- investing in those groups. There are countless n- grassroots groups, at least 40 that I can name, who all have a piece of the pie. They all have a space. They all have a place to operate in that allows them to build a part of our base. If we don't have a coordination plan of that um of, of those 40 groups, then we're not going to see the type of effectiveness in each community where we know we need to be working. Um, to continue on that vein, we need systematic investment in communities of color across the state of North Carolina. In rural areas, identifying three different types of rural, there's Piedmont Rural, Mountain Rural, and Eastern North Carolina Rural. And we have to have systematic investment in each of those areas. That doesn't come from necessarily the party doing the investment and the infrastructure building. It comes from partnership, coordination, collectivism, working together. That's what we need to do.
1: I exist inside the bubble. I fully acknowledge that. Based on what you're saying and based on what I've seen, it sounds to me like you would much rather see a bottom-up approach as opposed to a top-down approach as we think about state party politics here in North Carolina. Am I hearing you accurately?
0: You are hearing me accurately. One of the things that I want to say is, you know, when I work in posi- or communities of color, um, I am literally as a black woman centering my voice and the voice of my community at the decision making table at the table of strategy, at the table of building infrastructure, at the table of really knowing what we need and how we need it. Now, do I know everything? Absolutely not. So what I do is bring in experts, I bring in other people from the community who know what they need um, and who want to be able to have a conversation about those needs. What happens with the party, any party structure, is that they come up with a plan, they think they know, and then they go and try to execute and they don't execute with buy-in from the community and buy-in from grassroots groups. Grassroots groups knows know what's happening on the base level, on the ground level, and centering our voices first is primary. If we don't do that, then just don't show up to the party. Just don't come.
1: <laughs> well, what policy positions, f- proposed or or grandstanding, uh, symbolic? do you think that North Carolina Democrats should be pursuing in 2023? And I I, I, I mean, you know this, but super minority in one chamber, near super minority in the other chamber. What is it policy-wise that you think North Carolina Democrats need to be doing ahead?
0: Right. So in North Carolina, the policy I'd love to see them pursue is something around economic mobility and equity around economic mobility, especially in communities of color that are being gentrified and overdeveloped all across our state. And it's further pushing people away from the opportunity to become homeowners. Um, We heard so much from renters in our communities who really need access and want access to uh, being able to purchase a home. And because they can't, there are no policies in place that specifically address over gentrification. There are no policies in place that specifically allow for developers to invest in communities where they are developing for the purposes of equity building and economic mobility building and, and economic mobility just across you know communities within North Carolina. Um, because that doesn't exist, we still have this divide. The further the divide exists between the haves and the have-nots, those who can and those who can't, those who have money and those who don't. and
2: gerrymandering. and gerrymandering. Talk about something that would have major downstream consequences as far as uh, allowing for more competitive races, ultimately more bipartisanship. I think more bills would end up passing, um, but really it would just allow for a fair and honest assessment of who we want our representatives to be. It would just give voters more power. And I think I'm, I'm in favor of reforms that are fundamentally about giving voters more power because I think we've taken a lot of power away from them. And this is the biggest one we could do. It's even bigger than the issue of money in politics, which is huge. But fixing gerrymandering would be the single biggest thing we could do to give voters more power over who their representatives are going to be.
7: Well, I hate that I won't be there to help, um, but uh, I I think it's important, a couple of things, I think a couple of things are going to happen. I think the Democrats are really going to have to choose where they want to take a stand um, and where they want to try to move their agenda forward uh, in some of these key areas around healthcare, around gun violence, around mental health, around broadband, around education of our children. You you know, I don't
3: believe voters vote on policy. I mean, if, if voters voted around policy, Democrats would be winning, winning overwhelmingly. So, I you know, but I think as, as strategically what they need to be doing is pushing back against efforts to curb uh, access to abortion. And Democrats need to be pushing back on that hard. That'll help engage both women voters and younger voters that they need. You know they need to tamp down some of their the, their messaging around uh, other social issues that are that I think are alienating sometimes to particularly rural voters they 're not going to win rural North Carolina, but they can 't continue to hemorrhage votes like they have
5: that 's the thing we don 't communicate well If you look at the um, the things that President uh, Biden has accomplished, they are huge but no Democrats can name them. And they blame him for things that are not his fault. Um, We have to do a better job of saying what we stand for, what we have accomplished.
4: So there's things where I think you can probably find good compromise around economic issues and especially economic development in rural areas, which is an area that's hurting Democrats a lot. Um, So I think that you can find some compromises there Uh, perhaps get some assurances that that development will be um, sustainable, uh, because we do have concerns obviously around climate change that has affected Cumberland County and our surrounding counties quite a bit, the hurricanes and the flooding. Um, So, um, you know, rural economic development uh, that can be shared by all. That's a big thing.
6: You know, to deal with all these um, allegations, um, you know, the paranoia around the, you know, in my opinion, and factually, practically baseless, non-existent voter, voter fraud, let's pass automatic voter registration, you know, finally online voter registration gained some traction here in North Carolina. It almost seemed like that would never happen. Um, you know, we have pre-registration of 16 and 17 year olds back. Uh, let's allow the DMV to, you know, <laughs> reclaim their image. And then the terms of the implementation of, of this law, you know, and really be a gateway, not just for folks being able to drive in North Carolina, but to, you know, register to vote. Uh, right. Let's just make all people automatic, who are eligible, automatically registered. So there's that's you're instead of disenfranchising voters, you're enfranchising all voters and really taking, a, you know, that, in my opinion, that's how we can move towards leveling the playing field here in terms of access, in terms of education. You know, you can go on and on.
1: Can we agree that Roy Cooper is the face of the North Carolina Democratic Party? I would agree. Absolutely. He is the lead of our party.
6: Yes. Yes. I would. I would agree with that. Um.
3: Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I think Roy Cooper is the face of the Democratic Party, and I think he's a very
1: popular face of the Democratic Party. Who is the next face of the North Carolina Democratic Party?
2: Probably Josh Stein.
5: Well, I, I don't make predictions, um, but I think everybody is uh, counting on Josh Stein.
2: I think Robert
3: Reeves is, is a, has done a really good job as minority leader in the in the state house.
0: I don't know if we've decided that yet. So that's a very good question. The next face of the Democratic Party acknowledges the establishment, but also takes into account what's happening with other groups of color and other groups, period, who are rising. This rising majority of females, rising majority of people of color, rising majority of young leaders in our state. The next leader sees that, acknowledges that, and is able to utilize those three groups or sets of groups in the formation of what we go after in terms of policy and change and theories of change in our state.
6: I hope it would be Val Applewhite, but that's just my personal opinion.
1: I was talking to a grassroots organizer from the western part of the state yesterday, and I asked her, I said, who's the next face of the North Carolina Democratic Party? And she said, Val Applewhite. I, I, I kid you not. I S-H-I-T you not. I was surprised to hear her say it. And then I thought, well, I can't not ask Senator Devier about this when I talk to him tomorrow. So a little bit of context here. Um, Applewhite, of course, is a former Fayetteville City Council member, and she is effectively who will replace you in the North Carolina Senate. You took some very moderate positions. You, I'm using air quotes here, crossed the governor. The governor and his folks endorsed Applewhite, and she is... um, She 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 defeated you in a primary. She won the general election. She's Cumberland County's senator elect. So with having you here, I can't not ask the question. uh, Is Val Applewhite potentially the next face of the North Carolina Democratic Party? Do you what do you make of that assessment?
7: Well, I don't want to speak for somebody's opinion because that's their opinion. Um, I I don't believe uh, that. She's the future face of the Democratic Party. You listed a lot of names, people like Deborah Ross, and and, and I mentioned Dan Blue, and and there's others, the Jeff Jacksons of the world. The Democratic Party should be a big 10 and represent a lot of different uh, thoughts, uh, but our core values are all the same. So I I don't know if I would agree with that opinion. Well, I know I wouldn't agree with that opinion. Um, You know, she did win the election. Uh, she won the election with a lot of money um, put in that race, both in the primary as well as a general election in a D plus, I think, 11 seat. Um, and when you spend three to four million dollars to win a D plus 11 seat, um, you know, I don't know how that resonates across a purple state um, when you talk about the future face of of a party.
1: Truly a gaggle of voices on this week's pod, just to run it back for you in no particular order. Gerard Falls of Fayetteville, Brian Turner, outgoing State House rep from Buncombe, Darlene Azarmi, grassroots organizer from Swannanoa, Kirk Devier, departing State Senator, Jeff Jackson, Congressman elect, Amy Steele of the New North Carolina Project, Thomas Mills, longtime political follower, and Paula Wolf, former lobbyist, podcast listener, and general rabble rouser. My name is Jeff Tiberi, and I'm your Capitol Bureau Chief. For now, a few more weeks on the post before I move over to begin work on launching our new daily radio program, Much Excitement. What outstanding questions do you have for me about the beat, North Carolina politics, journalism, whatever? I'm toying with the idea of an Ask Me Anything mailbag of sorts podcast episode. But in order to do that, we need some good content, some good prompts. So DMs open, email JTIBERII at WUNC.org. Do hope you'll tap play again on Friday when Clark and Rob stop by to review The Year in State Politics. Until then, thanks for listening. W-U-N-C. What's that? Your work.